the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today for the Tuesday edition. I hope that wherever you are today that you are staying somewhat uh, cool. It's not possible. It's a possibility. I no, think it it's is. not possible. It's so hot. Right. But listen, Kath, what percentage do you think of people... Are, of the population is like us. Five percent. Five percent? Maybe really? that, maybe that's maybe that's too. Late. I would say more. Okay, so but by like us, John, you mean that you don't have air conditioning? I don't have air conditioning. Right. I, it would be interesting to know how many. Okay, here's let me say this. So we're live on Facebook, one hundred one point five Word FM. You can watch the show or at the ride home with Johnny Kathy. Log on right there, and tell us if you also do not have air conditioning. Your hands may be too sweaty hear, to log on. I, I want to hear how many of you there actually are. Right. What do you think? I, I'm saying, I would say a good, I'm going to go much higher. I'm going to say a good 25%. Really? 25% of people don't have air conditioning? Yeah, I would say that. That's a fair assessment, I believe. You're saying 5%? It just seems like every... D- how many people do you know that don't have air conditioning other than me? Well, I don't talk about it. You know, it's weird. I didn't talk about it with you and our radio audience over 50,000 <laughs> oh, watts. Right. Only the so you know, 100,000 people that are listening. I'm sure they won't tell anyone right. that it's a secret. Safe um, with them. Okay. How about in our circle of friends? Smallish? We have, we have no friends that don't have air conditioning. Really? No. Why do you think you and I hang so close to each other? Because it's, we don't hang close together now. I'm no, telling you that because it's too stinking it's hot. Too wet. What the heck? Step away. Anyway, such is life. Um, hey, I just want to say one thing. As we stream on Facebook, check it out. Okay, check so, it out. Yes. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out, my friends. I can't believe this has happened. What this say? okay? So, Look at that. Oh. Hey, that's good. Yesterday, huh? John's wearing camo today, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like a camo, like casual shirt, mm-hmm. button-down type of thing underneath his sport coat. Wait, for those of you who aren't watching, on can't the, get this right. No. There it is. <laughs> It's Levi's. It's a Levi's shirt. Okay. It's a Levi's camo So shirt. yesterday on the program, John wanted to talk about camo formal wear. Like your camo, what? Your tuxedo, your gown? You're, you're your getting what, married. Just, you're getting wear, married and your wedding party, men or women, are wearing camo themed. I think it's super I weird. Don't, I don't think it is. I think it's okay. super cool. Okay. Well, a lot of people... Also, who listened to yesterday's program thought it was super cool. And so John is saluting them and or representing them Mm -hmm. by wearing a camo shirt today. So why else wouldn't you want to log on right now and see what the heck is happening on Facebook 101.5 Word FM? And I'll say this. I am not on the outside of this because in our circle here at the studio. I'm not on the outside of this. Just the other day, (laughs) one of our our coworkers was also wearing camo. Mm -hmm. Accidentally. No, not accidentally. It's a definitive choice, okay. right? I'm All just right. saying that. Okay, good. 
All right. As we always do, we get on the way to the top of the show People. by looking at the news stories of the day. Cass, please present us with the top four at four. All righty. You and your camo. This is for Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. Number one. Retired Pittsburgh police officer Tony Marino announced today he will run for mayor as what? Mm. A Republican in the November election, according to today's trip. Marino's 52 years old, lives in Brighton Heights, came in a distant third in the Democratic primary, getting only 13 percent of the vote. As you'll remember, state rep Ed Ganey defeated incumbent mayor Bill Peduto. But Moreno received 1,379 Republican write-in votes, mm. as well um, as some others who were not Republicans, but because there were that many Republicans, that was over the 250 vote threshold to gain the nomination. And so he changed his registration. What the heck? Okay, Okay. listen. He said it was ceremonial. He said, quote, my message doesn't change. 90 neighborhoods make one Pittsburgh. It's just a natural fit. There's a fight to save Pittsburgh, and I'm in it. Okay, so we're going to see a a true race, you think? I don't know. No, he's never going to beat Ed Ganey. Get out of here. Just my thought, though. Okay, number two. The extraordinary heat wave in the Pacific Northwest set more than a dozen all-time records over the weekend, 112 in Portland, one of four in Seattle, which had never before seen three days in a row over 100. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But according to the Washington Post, many of those records had to be promptly revised yesterday as the sprawling high-pressure system at the center of the heat wave intensified. So by mid-afternoon, it was 115 in Portland and 107 in Seattle. In an indication of the heat wave's exceptional nature, the temperature in Oregon's capital was just one degree below the all-time record for Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? 115. Listen, Lytton, British Columbia, highest temperature in Canada's recorded history at 116 yesterday. Meteorologists estimated that a heat dome of this size and scope is so rare it should be expected only once every several thousand years. I'm sure that helps all the people in Portland feel better about things now. As hot, and this is number three, as hot as they are in Seattle and Portland and as hot as we are here in Pittsburgh, at least we're not in Raleigh, North Carolina. You want to know what's going on there? Tell me. According to CBS News, they are reporting a highly venomous pet snake has escaped (laughs) and remains on the loose. Okay. A zebra cobra. Guess what it does? It bites and kills. Nope. It spits venom. Oh, my So it doesn't even have to bite you to hurt you. Okay? And it escaped from where? Uh, Some dude who owned it and let it out. Hey, some dude. Right. And so now it's on the porch of some poor schlob. Okay? It's where the authorities went yesterday when someone reported it. And, of course, it was gone by the time they arrived. Mm. Anyway, the cobra remains on the loose and could spit and bite if cornered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, wait, their venom is easily injected. That's what it says. Uh, in case you're wondering, that is illegal to have that animal in North Carolina. Oh, well, shocking. Okay. Right. Uh, if anyone spots the zebra, they're asked to stay away from the snake and call 911 immediately. How about the poor 911 people? They're like, I didn't sign up for this. No, you should have like a hazmat snake. suit, wouldn't you? And a, and a hatchet. Number four. Lastly, let me tell you about Javon Harrison, who has a fast food tradition for every athletic occasion. Do you know Javon? I do not. Okay. Before practice, he likes to eat McDonald's. Before competition, he goes to Firehouse Subs. And according to USA Today, it's no surprise that on the day he made history at the U.S. Olympic trials, he had both. 22 years old, he pulled off a rare double in Eugene, Oregon, winning the high jump and the long jump to qualify for the 2021 Tokyo Olympics in both events. He will be, get ready for it, the first American man since Jim Thorpe in 1912 to compete in both events at the same Olympic Games. That is so cool. And let me tell you this, while he was a student at LSU studying biomedical engineering, 
No slacker. He swept both events in each of the past two NCAA championships, including at both the indoor and outdoor championships earlier this year. And that is your top four. Very nice. Wait, no. So he has Mickey D's and yep. Firehouse Up. Firehouse Up. On the day of competition. Yep. You'd think all that would weigh Isn't him that gross? down. Like, and that he's makes, like, he's that makes, flying. Listen, that makes me feel kind of sick. Yeah, I'm going to kind of stand one or the other, but both is an awful lot of fast food. Okay, so listen to this. So the techniques of high jump and long jump are totally different, and you have to wear different shoes hmm. for each one. So it's it, it seems, uh, I was reading several uh, commentators saying, it's just not right that someone would be good at both. That's interesting. It just That's why no one has done both things since 1912. Well, you know, you're a freak of nature if you're that far ahead, right, in physical advancement, that you're finding your way to the Olympics. What percentage of people find their way to the Olympics? And amongst all the people who found their way to the Olympics, he's the first man since 1912 to compete in both events. With Jim Thorpe. You know the story of Jim Thorpe? Uh, I don't think I do. That is a very odd story that is still actually going on in central Pennsylvania. I'm telling you. Really? Yeah, Jim Thorpe was an American Indian, and he ascended to Olympic gold, but then his gold medals were taken away from him because he played a a semi-professional game of baseball, which he received like $4. The gold medals were taken away. Then, as an American Indian, he was buried in uh, his the reservation, but the body was exhumed, and he was sent to central Pennsylvania where there was a school which he attended at one point, a boarding school. It was more like an orphanage. Okay. But the, it has become a tourist attraction. Where you can go see where Jim Thorpe is buried? There's a town called Jim Thorpe, PA. And now the ancestors are saying, exhume the body, bring it back to the reservation, and send us back all the Indian children from that uh, orphanage. Except that they're going to have to change the name of the town if they do that. Well, they, you know, it's, it was called something else before it was Jim Thorpe, PA. Just a quick story. That's a, it's a strange bit of trivia you've hidden in your mind. Well, look it up. Take a quick break. We're going to talk about... Jesus and the Cult of Nice. Dr. John Kessler coming up next. Moody Bible Institute. We're glad you're with us. Tuesday edition. Right. WORD. And they lived happily ever after. Ever wonder if they did? (laughs) Well, marriage is not a fairy tale. It's a great adventure. That's why Family Life Today wants to give you their Love You Better plan. 30 days to love your spouse better. You'll also be entered to win a Family Life Love Like You Mean It marriage cruise with money to cover additional expenses. Enter today and every day. Go to wordfm.com slash love. Federated Mortgage's Home is Where the Heart is, Saturday at 7 a.m. Craig Schweiger welcomes Penguins Pirates chaplain Dr. Brad Henderson, founder of the Pittsburgh Kids Foundation. Learn about their incredible work with kids here in Pittsburgh and in Haiti. Plus, receive valuable and trustworthy information for seniors 62 and older about reverse mortgages during the show or by calling Craig at 412-866-HOME. Sponsored by Federated Reverse Mortgage in Pittsburgh. Home is where the heart is, where mortgage meets ministry. Saturday mornings at 7 on 101.5 FM WORD. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. And wow, hasn't the Lord blessed us here in America? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House, and our family is just so thankful to live in this great country. So let's celebrate with a good old-fashioned chicken barbecue meal at the Spring House. 
My brother Sam and his four boys will fire up the barbecue pit outside and cook long and slow the chicken quarters, dousing them every five minutes with our secret butter vinegar sauce. Keep cool inside the Springhouse Sun Porch and enjoy all our most popular family recipe sides to go with a barbecue chicken hot off the pit. Summer's a great time to top off this meal with a toasted almond fudge ball or a mud-covered dirt ball. Take a spin down our hillside slide and let the baby calves lick your fingers for a memory-making experience on the farm at the Springhouse, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. You're so nice. I'm, I'm nice? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Just so nice. Are you so nice or are you so mean? Right? I mean, what it's, exactly do those words mean? I don't know. It seems like... I'm nice. You're mean. It seems like um, we are caught in two areas right now, to me. We're caught in people who, for reasons of tolerance or reasons of, you know, trying to be open-minded or, depending on who you are, trying to be politically correct or whoever it is, whatever your justification is, yeah. you hesitate to say what you really think because you're trying to be nice. Okay, I don't think that's necessarily bad. I'm just saying I think it is. It's a thing. And then it seems like there are different people or maybe people at different times of day. I don't know what it is who are just unthinkably mean, like for no reason. It seems like there's you know, it's not like they're mean because someone insult, you know, insulted their mom, you know, and you that would make you mean. It's just mean for the sake of being mean. Exactly. Not that you woke up on the bat, wrong side of the bed. Just you seems just, like why? Why is this person every time they tweet that angry? Well, go back to nice. I mean, you know genuinely what you would call nice people, don't you? That you, when yeah. every time you engage with them, you leave better than how you came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there has to be something. What about just honesty? I don't. I want to be. I want to be nice. If it's the kind and good thing to do, I don't want to be nice though. If it's at the expense of something that I should say that's hard, and I'm trying to back away from it. Right. Okay, I get that. Well, John Kessler is back with us. John's got a regular slot on our show. A former chair professor of uh, divine, uh, sorry, applied theology at the Moody Bible Institute. His latest book is called Dangerous Virtues, and uh, he wrote a piece on his blog about being nice. And John, thanks for chiming in on nice and mean today. I'm. I think I'm really nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're pretty you're nice. nice. 
Now, we have limited opportunities to say that you're nice, John. I mean, you join us you know, once a month for 10 minutes on the phone. So right, you better right. be, right? you got to be nice on the phone. That's right. And, you know, really what I'm talking about, I, I think, you know, Kathy's right. There, there are people who are genuinely nice. Some of them are my friends. But I think that we also, we've kind of overcorrected mm-hmm. in our culture today. And there is a, you know, there's this sense where we are uh, uh, making decisions about important decisions based on this perception of niceness that's really kind of superficial. So that for some people, this this notion of how we're defining nice is, you know, we it's the only thing that really matters. In fact, there are people who are making decisions about important biblical doctrines because they don't really seem, you know, they don't seem consistent with niceness. So it got me to thinking about, on the one hand, you know, what about God? Would we say that God is nice, or Jesus in particular? Is Jesus as nice as we think he is? And when you look at some of the things that he has said and he did during his ministry... Sure. Right. I mean, Jesus could be very nice, right? If you're going to say that, he could also be very well, mean. That, well, okay. So, but are okay. So, nice and mean. Are, what are they exactly? I mean, are we are we saying that nice is is a good thing to be and mean is sinful? I mean, what like how how are we? Where does where does right and wrong fit in with notions right. of nice and mean? I guess is my question. Well, and that's the problem. That's the problem, and I think that's the problem when. Uh, uh, niceness became this sort of, you know, moral category when I think particularly during the election, you know, people are making decisions based on the perception of whether someone is mean and whether someone is nice. Right. But, but they're, they're both really, uh, on the one hand, they're, they're superficial categories in that what, and they're cultural categories. What seems nice in one context is really not nice might not seem nice in a, in another. So again, if I go back to if I go back to Jesus' ministry, you know, I say, well, Jesus, you know, Jesus was perfect, so he had to be nice. Yeah, and he also called people snakes and vipers. He said things that he knew would upset people uh, and, and even even outrage people. His his gospel is exclusive in the sense that. Jesus says nobody comes to the Father except through him. So that rules everybody out who's not in Christ. You know, in, in terms of today's cultural perception of what nice looks like, none of that fits. And so if that's the standard we're using, then we're going to have to say, well, gee, maybe God's not as nice as we think. But, uh, so that, but then, John, on the other hand, right, I mean, if—, if uh... Say there's a bomb threat and someone comes running into the office and says, a bomb's about to go off. And, you know, his tone is not nice and you could take it as mean. But at the same time, by saying that, he's saving my life. I'm able to flee. I mean, I appreciate that he's not being nice because he shows the urgency to get going, to get take some action. Yeah, and I, I, we probably wouldn't. I think people wouldn't put an act like that in the category of mean, actually. Not, not if it was a real bomb, but if it was a case of, if it was a case of uh, your soul was in peril because you're you're on the wrong track because you know you don't recognize that God has offered you forgiveness and grace through Jesus Christ, and if I point that out to you, if I tell you, well, you know this this faith system that you have 
it's all wrong, you know, or or if you take it over to the category of sin, there's a you know there are whole lifestyle issues today that if someone were to say you know that that behavior you're you're engaging in, that's sin, and you need to turn away from that. That would definitely be considered. That would not be considered nice behavior. That would be considered mean behavior by many people today. So, um, you know, really, the, that's the issue. The issue is love and truth. That love, love is really more uh, uh, complex than nice. Nice is really a shallow category. Mm, okay. And, that, and I think that's the that's the problem with the drift in our culture today that we have opted for this superficial standard on both sides, what looks like nice and what looks like not nice, and we're not really looking at the biblical categories of love and truth, which uh, you know love is going to tell me things that I don't really want to hear, and it's probably going to act in ways. I mean, we know that with God. God often deals with in, uh, us in ways that there are times we look at and we say, God, you know, that just seems mean <laughs> that you did that, right. when in fact it's really not. Right. So it, then, John, you're saying to help me out of my sin, whatever that might be, I need someone who's not necessarily nice, but someone who's truthful. That's right. And and it fits the biblical definition definition of love, which and of course, you know, we're really ultimately, I, in, in my blog, I'm really thinking about what Jesus Christ is like, that Jesus Christ goes beyond nice, and in fact, that he's really the, the definition of love, because he both defines what sin is for us, he's, he, he cares enough about us to tell us the truth about ourselves, the truth that we don't want to hear, you know, he, he loves us enough to draw the lines for for the behaviors that we might want to accept or that culture at large wants to accept, that he's going to rule out and say that that's sin that alienates us from God. And then he's going to die and rise again for that, that, you know, that really there's a strength there that you don't see in this, this cultural category of niceness, because, you know, nice might not lower the boom on you for your sin, but it's not going to do anything for okay. you either. All right. So that oh. that's kind of the crux of it, John, which is that you're saying niceness is, is good if it's a sign of kindness, but if right. niceness comes at the expense of saying the thing that has to be said, um, then it becomes our enemy instead. Right. And, and what I'm saying is that our perception today, this, this sort of uh, ethic, what I, what I call it, the cult of nice, that it's shallow, that it's misinformed, and uh, that it really reflects a, a kind of moral blindness. And I would say, John, right? I mean, we live in a harsh society, right? This is a very rough society that we yeah. have engaged in here. I mean, yeah. the veneer has been pulled off. Any idea that, you know, we were nice, I think, you know, social media shows we are not <laughs> right, nice people right. at all. Right, yeah. And, you know, and that's the other side of it is, you know, if I'm saying that, well, you know, nice, and I think it's true, you, nice is really not an attribute of God. You, you're, not, you're not really going to find a statement <laughs> in Scripture that says that God is nice. Yeah. And mean is really not an attribute of God either, you know, that, that uh, it, it, we're, we're not going to, we can't overcorrect and say, oh, well, since, you know, since nice is not an attribute of God, 
then it's okay for me to be rude. You know, it's, it's okay for me to be spiteful. It's okay for me to treat people poorly. No, none of that's okay either. That that's, that's not characteristic of God either. And, uh, you know, sometimes what, sometimes what passes for truth in today's culture is really just rudeness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the other, uh, the other side of it. There, there's, you know, Philippians 2 really is the essence of it, is, mm-hmm. you know, is to think of others, to esteem others as, as more important than yourself, to have a regard for others, which means that I'm, I'm interested in their good and, and only their good. And sometimes what's good for them is uncomfortable also. Yes, yeah. Sure. So so the categories that we should be striving for are not nice and mean. Right. Okay, so what categories would replace that, do you think? No, wait, no. We were well, talking with, John, so we were talking with a guest, I don't know, a month or so ago, and we, we, it wasn't this topic, but someone made the, uh, the comment that they chose to be firm and direct. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good. Well, but it depends. Well, I mean, firm yeah. and direct can be good, but if if that's all you get from somebody, that's not that's a person right. you want to hang with. Although some of the, a lot of that's personality-wise, too. You know, I, I, I think it's the context when we're talking about, again, to me, the two terms that are most helpful are love and truth. You know, the, the love has to do with action, the way that I'm gonna I'm going to relate to you. And truth, you know, truth may be expressed in a, in a number of ways. Truth may be expressed in a firm manner. Truth can also be expressed gen- gently. And in fact, there are times when it needs to be gently stated so that it's not, it's not an issue of style, which, again, I think with this, you know, today, what I'm calling today's cult of niceness, that's what makes it so superficial. It's really just a style, you know. Um, I, I'm tempted to, I mean, I can give you a political example of it, but, uh, you know, which I would probably alienate, alienate <laughs> half the audience. Half the, pe- well, half the people listening would think you were nice, well, and half the people ahead, listening would think you were let mean. Let me go ahead and make it, and, re- okay. and I recognize that it is perhaps, you know, theoretically offensive. So, so you know, half the voters chose one candidate who they, because they thought he was nice. But the policy that that, that, that choice reflected in terms of the unborn was anything but nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, so all of a sudden now it's it's a standard that's not going to be sufficient for me. I can't I can't just make my decision based on this sort of uh, this feeling of personality, this superficialness. Yeah. So you're it's, a nice guy, but you're leading me down to a path of evil. And and you can go the other way too. I think yeah, you, you can. can. Go, you can go the other way too, and you know that's why I, I recognize it. It's not a perfect example, except that it shows you the complexity of the issue, I think. Right. All right. I appreciate that. That kind of gave me a lot to think about today. It's Dr. John Kessler, former chair and professor of Division of Applied Theology and Church Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. If you want to read more from John, how about his latest book, Dangerous Virtues, How to Follow Jesus When Evil Masquerades is Good. Thank you, John. Yeah, John. Always a pleasure. You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Take a quick break. Come back. Two women in a bathroom discovered something that changed four lives. That's Whoa, next. Look at that. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? 
Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800 800- 500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Now is the time to get a new job. Express Employment Professionals never charges job seekers a fee and has more than 35,000 job openings with high demand in construction, driving, logistics, and administrative jobs. Find a location near you at ExpressPros.com or on the Express Jobs app. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of his word start today at biblestudytools.com by reading four chapters a day you'll read the entire bible in less than a year or pick a specific topic such as the life of christ or the new testament choose among more than 20 free bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days biblestudytools.com lets you choose your favorite translation track your progress and grow your faith online at biblestudytools.com We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies tonight. It'll be humid with a low of 72. Tomorrow will be humid with more clouds than sun. A strong afternoon thunderstorm. Those storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high of 84. Thursday will be cloudy and humid with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Watch for flash flooding Thursday. We'll see a high of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Here's a great story. Tia Wimbush and Susan Ellis were co-workers for more than a decade, and they didn't know each other well. Okay. But they learned uh, two years ago that their spouses each needed a kidney transplant. And then last August, something remarkable happened. The women saw each other in a restroom at work. They started to chat as they washed their hands. They had a lot in common, both working in information technology at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta and then dealing with the same medical stresses at home. Mm, Right. Neither was a match to be an organ donor for their own husbands. And the transplant waiting lists, of course, are impossibly long. 
Wimbush casually uh, casually asked Ellis what her husband's blood type was. He's type O, said Ellis. Wimbush said her husband was type AB. The woman paused for a moment. They looked at each other. Then Wimbush realized that they might have stumbled upon something that might help save both of their husbands' lives. Wimbosh thought that she might be a match for Ellis's husband. What? And incredibly, she thought Ellis could be a match for her husband. Come on. She said, I told Susan, wait a second. What are the odds of both of us going through this with our husbands at the same time? We could also be in a position to help each other. Then we both knew that we had to get tested. So in March, seven months after that chance conversation... Wimbosh donated one of her kidneys to Lance Ellis, 41, and Susan Ellis donated one of hers to Rodney Wimbosh, 45. Both transplants were done at Piedmont Atlanta Hospital, went so well that the men have both fully recovered and are going on weekend hikes with each other and family and friends. They've each gained the gift of health and more years. It's wonderful to see how their quality of life has flourished only because of a chance encounter in the company restroom. Isn't that fabulous? That's an unbelievable story. Yeah. Where are you reading that from? Uh, the Washington Post. Today's Washington Post. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so what does that mean? That I need to have more conversations in the restroom? Because i got to be honest with you. I'm, in an, I, I'm not there to socialize. Yeah. I mean, I have strong feelings about this. You know how some women are like, oh, you know, let's go to the restroom to get what... <laughs> I hate that. No, wait a second. It, like, I know what I'm going there to do, and I don't think I need company. Somebody took me to the women's restroom years ago when they were doing renovations. You know, we're down you the mean hall. here? Yeah. You guys have a lounge. We don't have a lounge. It's a lounge. There's, It's a room. There's no chair in it. It's well, not a used lounge. To be, there used to be like a little sofa in there. Well, there's not a sofa in there now. What is there now? Uh, Nothing. Oh. Well, there was a lounge. Yeah, well, it looks like the really? it looks like the inside of a submarine is yeah. what it looks like. Uh, yeah, the men's room is pretty basic. You know, you just get in, you get out. Let's go. But what is this? But there's not a thing about, oh, men like to go to the restroom together. <laughs> how desperate, how desperate for friends are we that women need to go to the bathroom in pairs? Well, that happens. I mean, you would see that a lot here. I think it's years. really, I, I think know. it's just, anyway. I mean, guys don't do that. No. And I, this... However, if you needed a kidney, you'd go to the bathroom with, you know, with anybody. <laughs> just so... <laughs> You can find out. I mean, yeah, listen, I mean, I'm me. glad it worked out for them, but Jiminy Christmas, it just doesn't seem right. Jiminy Christmas, indeed. Yeah. All right, take a quick break, come back. When we do come back, we're going to talk about the giant arc of galaxies. Straight ahead, we're right home with John and Kathy. WORD. Ahead on Insight for Living with Bible teacher Chuck Swindoll. You who have friends who urge you to do wrong things, you have wrong friends. Stay with them long enough, you will cultivate rationalization. And you will find you no longer have a moral compass. Join us for the practical lessons gleaned from the book of Matthew. Weekdays on Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. 
Now, Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Now, the first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. Does your school help your child imagine, believe, and achieve? Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon does just that. And they've partnered with this station to offer half off a year's tuition for first-time enrollees. Here, your K-6 through grade student will discover their true potential with the help and love of certified teachers who bring their faith and passion for learning into the classroom using Jubilee's award-winning integrated curriculum. Get half off a year's tuition while it lasts at wordfm.com slash tuitions. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at Windows R pittsburgh.com that is windows are us pittsburgh.com jeff zerwink is with us jeff's an astrophysicist a research scholar at reasons to believe he is the author of there is there life out there here today to talk to us about the giant arc of galaxies jeff this is fascinating tell us about this welcome back Hi, well, it's good to be here, John. Uh, you know, this, it, it really is a pretty fascinating discovery because, one, because of how they discovered it, two, because of what they discovered. And what they discovered was that there was this large arc of galaxies that extends over a distance of about 3.3 billion light years, uh, which means it would take light 3, 3.3 billion years to cross all the way across this thing. And it said, why that's interesting is that it's something larger than what we expect could form in the universe. And so it's just kind of interesting from that regard. Okay. So is this something that was recently discovered, Jeff? Yeah, this was, uh, I think it was just recently presented at uh, at a uh, American Astronomical Society meeting just earlier this year. So this is, I mean, you know, the, the research has been gone on for a while, but it was just recently presented, so it, it's pretty new discovery, yes. Right. Okay, so what does this mean, Jeff? I mean, somebody discovers something like that, obviously that's huge, but in the context of the universe, I mean, right, who knows? I mean, it could be a speck of dust. But, you know, I mean, is there a, someone intentionally going out and finding new discoveries, or is this just something that somebody stumbled upon? Well, I think people are looking out to see what is the what are the largest structures in the universe because we have a model or a picture of how the universe behaves that we think describes a lot of things. And it really does describe a lot of things. 
And in that model, we can actually predict what are the largest structures we can find. And that's what's interesting about this, is that when we, we you know, we've got gravity that pulls things together, we've got this stuff called dark energy that we really don't understand entirely, but it pushes things apart. You can kind of work out the calculations and say, given our universe, what's the largest theoretical structure that should exist? And it's about 1.2 billion light years. Now, I said this one was 3.3 billion light years, so this is larger than that, which means that we're missing something in there. So that's kind of what's exciting is there are people looking say, what are the largest structures out there and what might they tell us or give us insight into how to understand our universe better. Yeah, and what is it? And you're using the word structure in in regards to a galaxy. What 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 exactly does that mean? Well, th- this is actually a clump or a cluster of a whole bunch of galaxies and clusters of galaxies. And so th- this was found. You know, there, there's these things called quasars that exist out at the edge of where we can see in the universe. And the light from those quasars, as they propagate to us, as they pass through uh, the gas and dust associated with galaxies and clusters of galaxies, certain kinds of light is absorbed. And so we can actually map out what the structure is between us and these distant quasars. And we find that there's this uh, thing, uh, you know, things that belong together but that stretch over 3.3 billion light years. And it's just a whole bunch of galaxies and clusters of galaxies that form this really large structure. I don't know whether that answered your question, but that's another shot at describing. <laughs> that's good. No, no. So, Jeff, I mean, you know, just for like the common layperson, me, Kath, we're not astrophysicists. I'm not an astronomer. But, you know, one of the things I love is when you go out in the evening and you look at the night sky, I feel drawn closer to God because of that creation. It is unfathomable to me. I just can't imagine the, the power of creation in, you know, God's breath to be able to create that. So what does that mean when you say that there's new discoveries and billions of light years long? I mean, as an astrophysicist, what does that do to your faith? How does that work in you? Well, I, I find as you know, there's two things. One is just as a scientist, how do I think about this? And and I remember, uh, you know, I was at a at a meeting back in the early 2000s where uh, some, one of my colleagues was presenting research. Where you know, we kind of had we thought we had a pretty good picture of what was going on, and they came in and presented the results from this instrument. They largely said, "Hey, everything we got here is right." And every, the 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 tenor of the room was kind of excited that, wow, okay, that's confirmation we got stuff right. But there was also this kind of uh, sad part because there was nothing new because there was nothing to go out and explore from what we found. And so I look at this discovery very much in that, that latter class. It's like, okay, here's something that we didn't expect that tells us something about the universe that, you know, we've been studying the universe, uh, really kind of have a good picture of how it works for a little over 100 years. We got a lot of the big details in, but here's this new thing we find that says, hey, we there's more to understand than what we know and I, right. I think that's actually a really christian thing or that's true that was exactly what i expected for god like Christ, the christian god created the universe sure yeah that makes sense i appreciate that dr jeff swearing is with us astrophysicist and research scholar at reasons to believe author of is there life out there um, okay so if if previous to now Scientists could predict how large things could be in the universe at 1.2 billion light years. Um, this arc of galaxies is more than twice that. Um, mm-hmm. What kinds of things 
like what's on the table that that like that are assumptions that scientists have made that are clearly incorrect? I mean, what what are the kinds of things that scientists would be trying to say? Okay, well, were we wrong about the power of gravity? Were we wrong about X, Y, Z? What are they? Well, it's, there, there's lots of things out there, and that's part of why scientists love new discoveries like this. Is it makes them say, "All right, let's go back and reevaluate everything." You know, it could be one. There's a, there's a couple of things that we are pretty sure are true about the universe. One is that it's isotropic, which means that every direction I look, I see basically the same thing. And the other is that it's homogeneous; that on anywhere I go and look, it basically looks the same. And the fact that this structure is larger than what we expect expected probably means that that it's it is isotropic at a large level but not as isotropic as we thought and it is homogeneous at a large level but not as homogeneous as we thought fascinating but but the the size of these also are related to the strength of gravity and how much dark energy works so maybe we don't understand those as well which means maybe we have to look at general relativity a little closer maybe we there's there's just lots of ways to account for it and so that gives scientists a chance to go out and say well hey maybe this is an explanation and how could we go test it i see so jeff you know one of these late night questions you know where you sit around and think about things does the universe have an end does the universe have an end? So that could mean two things. Does that mean is it going to cease to exist at some point? Or does it mean that if I travel far enough, I'll run into an edge? Which yes. one are you asking? Yeah. Well, you, if you travel far enough, I mean, does it just does it go have, on, does it physical, and on and phys- on Physical parameters. So it, it, in all likelihood, if you just traveled on and on and on and on forever, you will never run into a boundary. It may be that you kind of loop back around and get to the place where you are. You know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know. You can think about being on the surface of a ball. If the ball's big enough, you can travel, and it looks like you're traveling along on a flat surface. But in reality, you're kind of going around, and eventually, you sure. make it back around to where you were. That's one possible geometry for our universe, and we don't have an we don't have an answer to that. Or is it more like a sheet of paper where you just kind of go on forever and ever and ever and ever run into an edge? Or you know, maybe it's kind of like a saddle where you go on forever and things get further apart. So that's one of those outstanding questions where is it is it more like a ball? Is it more like a sheet of paper? Is it more like a saddle? We don't have a good answer to that yet because we just can't make the measurements with sufficient sensitivity to tell us that answer. And so that's one of those outstanding questions. That's fascinating. Well, that. Really, uh, Jeff, we appreciate when you come here, kind of open up our brains and, you know, take us into, of course, a discipline that John and I know very little about. And so we're grateful that you do. Well, I'm glad. It's, it's fun to talk about and I enjoy being able to, to – I love being able to explain things and help people understand. Good. That's, uh, All right. He likes to talk really to the plebs. I like that. I like that. Jeff Swearink, astrophysicist, research scholar at Reasons to Believe, author of Who's Afraid of the Multiverse. Find more information about Jeff at the Reasons to Believe website. We need to step away. When we come back, if you need to break up with somebody, there's an app that can help you do it. We'll talk about it next. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. 
The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month. A million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan, or increase our monthly payment too much, or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down... We've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. People are meeting on the web. Mm -hmm. Now we present a story about people who are breaking up on the web Mm -hmm. and the ever-important, you've got my stuff. Can I have it back because I'm not interested in you anymore? So there's an organization, a company called Post Dates, and they've made the offer, the promise that they can get your stuff back, whether it's a friend that you're no longer interested in being friends with. Okay. Uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, maybe a husband or wife. Here's the deal. Postdates uh, is postdates.com, a fully operational uh, site that will take like a favorite delivery app, but in breakup form. It actually works. Uh, they are limited only to uh, New York and Los Angeles at the moment. Okay, no way. I don't understand how this works. Here's how it works. Okay. You use your number to create an account, uh, some sort of order number. Okay. You'll then select the type of relationship you are a part of. What do you mean, what type of relationship? You know, um, my boyfriend, my girlfriend. Oh, whether my, we're married or right, we're, what, we're right. dating or And we're, they've got okay. different categories. Okay. Uh, add the items that you'd like to get back. <laughs> so what? So I'm going to put in my phone 
hoodie. Right. Fill out Tan some, recliner. Yeah, whatever you can think of, right? My DVD of When Harry Met Sally. My books that you promised never to take, right? Okay. Fill out some delivery information, your address, your ex's phone number, the payment method, etc. Depending upon the situation, we'll reach out to your ex or whoever to say if they either A, have your items and are willing to let us come pick them up, or B, are willing to accept the delivery for the items that you're returning to them. Right? So, so Oh, so this, so this is the intermediary. That's what the app is. Right. If yes, then we'll proceed so with the, the delivery. Okay, so the app is acting as a realtor. Exactly. Or, yeah, a peacemaker in some way. Well, maybe not No, a I don't think a peacemaker. Right. So you pay only after your request is accepted. And there's a breakdown that you can do this, but only in so New York you pay LA. them based on you pay the intermediary based on how many like items you want them to get back mm-hmm. for you and right. the and the monetary value of them. Uh, doesn't like what, talk what, about what that. if like the guy I you was have like mar- a fine painting or something right or a, a car right he won't give me my car back. Uh, it doesn't go into those details here. Hmm. I would give this about a zero percent chance of working. Okay. Would you think? Um, I can't imagine an app being able to pull that off. Have you, when you were, you know, dating? Yeah. Right? And you wanted your stuff back. You ever get anything back? You kind of go, oh, man, I I, I did. I had that really nice, uh, you know. Wait. And then it's gone forever. I don't remember really missing anything. Really? Do you, Oh, you do, though. You have, <laughs> John has deep, like, uh, remembrances. Well, I. There was one one girlfriend that I was with for a couple of years. We broke up this is gonna be good. multiple times. Multiple <laughs> times. I bet you seven. So, or, so there was stability there. Six or seven times we broke up, you know? <laughs> and every time we broke up, I would get she was very she was very kind. I'd get like a box with my stuff in it. If she was very kind, why'd you keep breaking up with her? That's ah, probably my fault. <laughs> Just cause, you know, I'm not saying I'm like a perfect boyfriend or husband you know had some okay. issues to work out that's all all right you know but I, I i would never i would never pay someone to go get my stuff because no but what if it's a really acidic breakup though i can imagine this would be good because i mean just looking at the realtor you know uh, analogy the reason that you hire a realtor is that you're dealing with something that is monetarily significant and there could be emotions involved and so you want somebody who's going to be unemotional right. who's going to handle the transaction the complexity of it all right so that's why you hire them i so i get the i did not get the purpose of the app when you started talking now i get it here's a the deal these people are not going to make enough money to stay in business i mean seriously well, well you lived in New York. A lot of people break up acidically. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm, I don't know. It just seems it seems like a, a fun idea. It's more fun than practical. No, I, I don't. I, well, we'll find it. How how new is it? Uh, it's only two weeks old. Okay, so we can't really say it. Postdates.com. Okay. All right, but only if you're in New York and L.A. Of course, you know that's the epicenter. There's millions and millions of people, right? If you're somewhere here in Pittsburgh, you just have to go knock on the door or plead over an email or something. Okay, speaking of people who've broken up a lot, uh, two celebrity birthdays today oh. I'm excited to tell you about. Okay. Um, one has broken up with a lot of people. Uh, it's Elon Musk. Oh, today Elon Musk's birthday. Yes, and uh, mm. he's been married uh, tw- uh, He's been married uh, once to one person and twice to another woman, and now he has a partner, Grimes, and I think he has something like seven children. Isn't that interesting? What? Seven kids? Really? Something like that, yeah. 
All right. How old do you think Elon is today? Uh, or should we call him Mr. Musk? No, you call him Elon. Um, I would say Elon Musk is, he's no spring chicken. Um, uh, I would say Elon Musk is 50, 51. 50. Hey, all right. Kathy Bates. Kathy Academy Bates. Award winner in Misery. Stephen yeah. King's uh, uh, the adaptation of Stephen King's Kathy novel. Kathy Bates has been around a long time. She's an oldster. <laughs> Seventy-five. Seventy-two. Hey, all right, in the ballpark. Yeah, very, both admirable again. Thank you. Very nice. Happy birthday to both those crazies. Yeah, to Elon. All right. Anyway, if you're breaking up, don't come and knocking. Right. Elon can else get Elon can pay someone to handle that for himself. Right. We'll be back five o'clock hour straight ahead. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In a briefing of Ord Air Force One, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says President Biden and the First Lady will visit Surfside, Florida on Thursday. They want to thank the heroic first responders, search and rescue teams, and everyone who's been working tirelessly around the clock and meet with the families who have been forced to endure this terrible tragedy, waiting in anguish and heartbreak for word of their loved ones to offer them comfort as search and rescue efforts continue. Mr. Biden has offered federal help and extended his concerns to the community as people grieve their lost loved ones. The number of confirmed dead stands at 11 with 150 people still unaccounted for. The hottest day of a dangerous heat wave scorched the Pacific Northwest again on Monday. Seattle hit 108 degrees. A slight cool down into the 90s starts today. Stocks are mixed now. The Dow is down a dozen points. The Nasdaq is up six. This is SRN News. At the Original Mattress Factory, we pride ourselves on offering something for nearly everyone. But there are a few things you just won't find at OMF. You won't find the big holiday weekend sales or high-pressure sales tactics. And you won't find the flashy gimmicks that don't actually offer any benefits. What you will find is our lowest and best price for everyone every day. You'll find a helpful, no-pressure sales approach and products that were thoughtfully designed with you in mind. Visit a location near you to see what the Original Mattress Factory difference is all about. This is Greg Truszynski from the Original Mattress Factory. We believe that you shouldn't have to spend your holiday at a mattress store in order to get a good deal. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. All Original Mattress Factory stores will be closed this Sunday, July 4th, so feel free to spend time with family and friends. You can rest assured that you will always receive our best price and a great value, whether it's a holiday or not. Happy Independence Day from all of us at the Original Mattress Factory. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. 
Looking for a school that supports your goals as Christian parents? Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin is partnering with this station to offer half off your first year's tuition. For families across 15 South Hills districts, this makes a true discipleship-modeled approach to education twice as affordable. Elementary through high school graduation. Now offering five-day pre-K for three- and four-year-olds. Cornerstone Prep, preparing Christian students for life after graduation. Get half off a year's tuition while it lasts at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. Now that life is returning to normal, let us help by getting you out of your unused timeshare. Lone Star Transfer has an A-plus rating and hundreds of excellent reviews with the BBB. We guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. For the best customer service and a free consultation, call 844-284-4860 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Base ball stadiums go skydiving okay so you know what you want to do in retirement but do you know how to get there tune into your retirement blueprint with kurt kenotic and ethan lane of accurate solutions group saturdays at 10 a.m to get answers to your retirement planning questions plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement listen every saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with accurate solutions group investment advisory services offered through asg investment management llc We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies tonight. It'll be humid with a low of 72. Tomorrow will be humid with more clouds than sun. A strong afternoon thunderstorm. Those storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high of 84. Thursday will be cloudy and humid with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Watch for flash flooding Thursday. We'll see a high of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I was watching a, um, binge-watching, I should say, a series. Really? What series? Uh, Mr. In-Between. Never heard of it. I don't have Hulu. It's only for adults. Okay. Uh, we, have a, we have a Hulu because of our, our kids have Hulu. Um, they got it because they bought a phone and it came with the thing. And, oh, you know, all right. Kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, there's a conversation these two actors are having about best Batman ever. Mm. And they went through the, the litany of Batmans, mm-hmm. which made me think about uh, this piece today. Uh, Michael Machowski wrote a wonderful piece for Pittsburgh Magazine, Eight Greatest Pittsburgh Actors. Oh, all right. Now, we've been fortunate here in the city of Pittsburgh. You know, uh, there's something about this, um, I don't know, the Pittsburgh attitude. Or the Pittsburgh style. I would say it's it's direct, no nonsense. Blue collar. Um, it's very generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say it's not larger than life, although some of the actors on this list embody that. But there's an ethos about it. And I think it's, you know, anybody who's these actors on this list, when, when we talk about them, you'll see yourself in some parts in them, I believe. Okay, I like it. Okay, would you okay, give not, proper I, I, guess? I have not seen this list. Okay. So this, I'm going to guess these. Um, okay, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yes, undoubtedly. Jimmy okay. Stewart. Now, Jimmy Stewart, born in Indiana, PA, but of course... You could say Close he's enough. a Pittsburgher, right? I mean, Jimmy Stewart, uh, one of the, you know, the the American Film Institute named him third on its list of greatest American male actors wow. ever. What? Yep. 
Uh, Holy cow! Okay, well that's. I mean, look, look at this. Look at this resume. Short list: Vertigo, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. It's a Wonderful Life, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. I mean, that's like yeah, the top of good. the peak, right? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart from Indiana, PA. Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly, if, very nice. Gene Kelly from where? Gene Kelly is from the Wilkinsburg area. Uh, Wilkinsburg, East Liberty mm-hmm. area. His family owned a dance uh, studio in East Liberty. He's classically trained mm-hmm. uh, baller, uh, uh, not a ballerina. Ballet dancer. Ballet dancer, yes. Uh, um, his house is right along um, uh, South Braddock Avenue. Yes, I've exactly, been there. right. Uh, master choreographer turned in solid performances, of course, in key films, American in Paris, Singing in the Rain, and Our Town. Uh, just one of a kind, really. One oh, my kind. gosh. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time favorite film stars ever. Yeah. Any genre. Gene mm-hmm. Kelly. Um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, the aforementioned best Batman ever. I don't. I can't. I'm Batman's not my thing, so I'm not a very good judge of that. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I, there's a lot of good Batman's out there, a lot of different styles, but there's something about Michael Keaton. It's that Pittsburgh thing, I believe, okay. that he embodied. Now, here's the weird thing about Michael. I Keaton. loved what he. I loved him in Spider-Man. Oh, he was great in Spider-Man. He yeah. was. He was really good. Uh, he went from Mister Rogers to Batman, right? I mean, that's a really weird career trajectory, right? Behind the scenes on the Mister Rogers show. But um, you'll look at all the different things he did. He won a, an Oscar for Birdman. Have you seen that? No, I never. That's saw a great that. film. Uh, Beetlejuice, right? Uh, when Tim Bur- Tim Burton did the original Batman, right? And uh, he was asked to come. When Tim Burton quit Batman, so did Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was asked to come back and do another Batman, and was going to get fifteen to twenty million dollars. He said, "No, I'm done." But Michael Keaton, yeah, definitely. So it always. Sometimes when people offer me fifteen to twenty mil, I, can't I do have that. to say, you know what? I just can't do. It. I can't manage it. Right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum from West Homestead or yeah. Squirrel Hill. Jeff Goldblum, of course, um, Jurassic Park, The Fly, Independence Day. He's also a classically trained jazz pianist. Right. He's a terrific pianist. Um, I remember this. Uh, I think he's a great actor. I love. He is. I love what he brings to films. It's really weird. Here's a weird thing. He was great in Thor. He's more of a meme now for a lot of, you know, yeah. for people younger yeah. than us. They yeah, see yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Uh, there was a um, tattoo uh, shop, and they had a Jeff Goldblum day. He actually showed up. Here? Yeah. Is that right? Uh-huh. And they were doing Jeff Goldblum see, tattoos. See, I love him. I, really, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I actually really like Michael Keaton, too. Yeah, well, they're just eccentric. There's yeah, something that's there's, a, it's a it's little odd. Power. It's a little off. Yeah. I really like them both. Very good. Um, okay, this one is not an actress, though. Uh, Carol Burnett. Uh, no, she was not yeah. from Pittsburgh. Oh, she, she went just to studied CMU. here. Yeah. Okay, I did. Okay. Um, I think I'm out. Frances McDormand. Is from Pittsburgh? Frances McDormand is a 1975 graduate of Manesson High School. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yep. Get out. And Frances McDormand had the uh, Triple Crown. She has won four Academy sure. Awards, two Primetime Emmys, and a Tony. So she's equally adept on the stage as well as the small screen and the big screen. Did you know she was from Manessa? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 1975 graduate. Listen to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, Blood Simple, Fargo, Burn After Reading, The Man Who Wasn't There. I mean, You name it. Nomadland. Nomadland, which I, mean, I still haven't, haven't seen. seen. I know. Fabulous. I know. I need to see it. Yeah. So good job. Uh, really, you did a good job. Um, so is she the only one I missed? Yep. I feel good about me. I think you should feel good about yourself. How about that? Listen, look, when you those think, are really fine actors. Yes, they are. And really unique niche people. And so when I say that, do you see Pittsburgh Yes, in I do. Yeah. I love that list. Very nice. That was a good little spot there. 
Appreciate right. that, John. My pleasure. Take a break. Come back. Is the label evangelical sustainable now? Has it been too polluted by everything from politics to infidelity? We'll talk about it next with R. York Moore. He says he's out. WORD. If you're a single mom, there is some profound loss that is a part of your story. Here's Peggy Sue Wells. The majority of the moms that are single moms, it's because of a separation or a divorce. And so they didn't start out to raise a child by themselves. We'll provide effective biblical strategies for navigating life as a single mom. Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Now, the first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hi, this is Robert Jermolowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. They get our kids to school safely. Okay, so walk me through how you got to this answer. They provide critical support in the classroom. Mmm, chicken sandwich, my favorite. They keep students nourished so they're ready to learn. I'm an Alki. They are there when accidents happen. Oh, you're going to need a Band-Aid. And they keep our schools beautiful. School bus drivers, custodians, nurses, paraeducators, just a few of the education support professionals who help schools in Pennsylvania run smoothly every day. This is Rich Askey, treasurer of the Pennsylvania State Education Association. They ensure that our students have a safe ride to school, healthy meals, and a clean environment to learn. 
So take a moment to say thank you to the ESPs in your school. A message from the Pennsylvania State Education Association. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Are you a Christian? Yes. Are you a believer? They're <laughs> asking me. Are you an evangelical? The labels matter. I don't know. I well, labels certainly are the way that the world talks about social movements. There's no question. The world talks about liberals, conservatives, they talk about Republicans, Democrats, they talk about Catholics, they talk about evangelicals. Right. Labels. Yes. So the the word evangelical Has it not taken a beating recently? Well, it's certainly been linked to you name the thing, whether it's a political movement or it's a uh, moral position or it's a series of public infidelities. I think it's been linked to all of those. All right. Well, our York Moore is back with us. Uh, York is um, the national evangelist for InterVarsity USA, the author of Do Something Beautiful, the story of everything and guide to your place in it and growing your faith by giving it away. York, uh, thanks for coming along with us today. You wrote a piece called No Longer Evangelical. It's shaken some people up, hasn't it? Yeah, I woke up to a little bit of a firestorm uh, this morning as it came out uh, yesterday and spent most of the day trying to uh, affirm many of the things that I said and clarify some of those things. And it, it actually has revealed quite a number of things, our assumptions about why we use that term, where it's come from, uh, who gets to use the term, all of those things are up for grabs. And certainly in this uh, environment that we've just come out of this political season, the pandemic, what I call this post-everything world, uh, the, the word evangelicalism doesn't mean what it was, what it, what it has meant over the years. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are listening on the radio, also know that you can watch the program on Facebook right now. You can see our Yorkies with us right now. York, I'm going to wave to you. It's really terrific to see your face. Um, glad that you could be with us in, like via Zoom and be able to kind of make the conversation something, I don't know, bigger than it's been in the past. Um, we've talked about a lot of big issues uh, since we met you years ago, York. Um, I'm going to take you back to that before we go in and go further in evangelical because I want people to understand kind of where you've been. Um, talk about your mom and dad your family and uh, what it was like to grow up as a kid with the Bible burning bin out by your uh, front mailbox. Yeah, for sure. So we weren't your garden variety atheists when we weren't uh, homeless on the streets of Detroit. We had a barrel on the side of the house for burning Bibles. We had a sign that said the Moors and atheists. And I was raised under the philosophy of a philosopher in dying land. My parents were devoted to birds. So I was steeped in atheism. And when I went to the University of Michigan, I studied philosophy, became an honor student in philosophy and psychology departments, and my nickname on campus was Satan, because I persecuted Christians and wrote papers against Christians. And then uh, in my third year, uh, really miraculously, had a supernatural encounter with the, with the Lord, and he saved me from an attempted suicide. And so I have been following Jesus now for you know over 30 years, uh, most of, almost all of those years, on the college campus, preaching the gospel sharing the gospel with college students, equipping students to share their God, share their faith. And so, you know, as the national evangelist for a, a major um, Christian ministry in America, 
it definitely um, it, it definitely is a risk. Let's just say that to come out against this construct that we call evangelicalism. Let me just also say that a lot of times, uh, lay people who don't spend their entire lives studying theology like a lot of people do, uh, a lot of seminarians, they might confuse the word evangelist or evangelism with evangelicalism. And evangelicalism really has to do with a movement that has been prevalent really in the United States for you know, well over 60, 70 years. And it's a global movement. It's a global movement within Protestantism. <laughs> it's the end of the day, so here's, here's what you get, the leftover <laughs> end of the day. And uh, in, in the rest of the world, in the non-Western world, uh, evangelicalism still means something beautiful. It still means something powerful. And what I'm talking about in this article is I don't think that it's sustainable to actually ban the label evangelicalism in America anymore. It's a bankrupt label, and it's not going to do the church any favors moving forward. Right. Okay, so then... As you wrote this piece, which found its way to Christianity Today, which is where we saw it, York, no longer evangelical. So what was the back? What was the pushback from people? I mean, does it matter? You're a believer in Jesus Christ. You're a Christian, but there are those in power positions uh, around the country who see you as one thing. Now you're disavowing that label. Uh, you've run into um, a, sort of a, a web of trouble here, have you not? A little bit. You know, I think it demonstrates a little bit of the idolatry that we have around the label itself. So it's never been the case that to be a Bible-believing, Christ-following person with the Holy Spirit on their way to heaven, it's never been the case that that required one to self-identify as an evangelical. Yeah. Uh, the word isn't, uh, isn't in the Bible. They were first called Christians in Antioch. Before that, they were called the way. So labels come and go. They do matter. I believe that the, 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 the overarching label that we have as followers of Christ is Christian. And as you look at the last several thousand years, there have been you know, different streams of Christianity. You know, there have been the monastics and there have been Pentecostals and the Catholic Church has obviously outlasted almost every stream that we can think of. Evangelicalism is in some ways a, you know, a very, very young movement. And in its heyday here in the United States, which I would say was in late 40s to the early to mid 70s, it stood for something radically different than what it stands for now. It oh. stood for things like cultural intelligence and intellectual integrity and a commitment to justice. And certainly all of the, the things that we, we think of when we think of evangelicalism, a commitment to the word of God, evangelism, discipleship, world missions. But in its heyday, evangelicalism brought denominations together across the Protestant church for the purpose of a great mission. We think of the great evangelicals like Billy Graham, uh, one of my heroes, Dr. Francis Schaeffer. These were convening uh, people who brought the church together in very meaningful ways. But now the term has been, it's been commandeered. It's, it's, it's become, according to political pundits and people on the street, something very ugly, something almost entirely opposite of what it was when it, when it was really a cultural influence. Okay, so if evangelicalism, as you say, has a distinguished heritage, or at least, um, let's say, a helpful heritage, I guess that that is at minimum, I think, we what we would say, why give it up? Yeah. Well, you know, when I talk to people outside the church, whether they're near or far, whether they're hostile to Jesus or very open. Uh, when, the concept, when the concept of evangelical comes up, 
that's something no one wants to see. Outside of the church, no one is clamoring to be an evangelical. They say they equate it with being part of Christian nationalism, with MAGA, with gun rights, with uh, homophobia. You fill in the blank. But none of what you would fill the blank in would be a positive. It's always a net negative, not even a neutral. It's a net negative. And so one argument would be that the construct is no longer helpful when it comes to moving the Christian mission forward, to advancing the gospel. As an evangelist, that's the world that I live in. And I've spent the last, you know, probably the last 15 years negotiating around this term, always explaining to non-Christians and audiences, well, I'm not that kind of Christian. Even though I'm an evangelical, I'm not that kind of evangelical. And it's, it's gotten beyond tedious because in the last, you know, election cycle and whatever you think of in terms of Trump and the Republican Party, whatever your opinion is, right, the vast majority of, uh, of non-Christian Americans would associate evangelicalism now with a political agenda that has a, a number of tentacles. And the majority of uh, people that I'm ministering to, they don't want to be associated with that. Apart from that, however, I do think that in the church, this assumption that to be evangelical with many of these tentacles that I'm referring to uh, is to be kind of at the very center of the will of God, right? So that if I'm a real Christian, I'm going to care about these issues at the expense of these issues. And, uh, you know, I do think that there is a bit of an idolatry now that's going on. Um, it has become a convoluted term. It's an unhelpful term. It alienates people from the church. And it, um, it confuses people in the church in terms of what it actually means to follow Christ. Right. And I'm sure, York, especially as an evangelist on college campuses, right, it's one thing to say, I'm a Christian. I mean, across the society, everybody knows in one form or another, what a Christian is. Evangelical, um, it's kind of a mushy term, especially if you're a non-believer. You may think you know what an evangelical is, but it necessarily may not be true. So a Christian, uh, I have no problem with it. So Because I have no problem with it. I mean, you know, here I am, and, you know, Kath and I, we're the voice of uh, Pittsburgh's Christian talk here in Pittsburgh. But what about nationwide? I mean, are yeah, those people... That, that's the bigger question, yeah. right, is that... Yeah. I'm wondering how much of the term evangelical is um, the negative associations are people who are kind of news hounds, John, like you and I have to be because that's our work. And uh, York, you know, you kind of exist in that sphere as well. And I wonder if people who are, I don't know, from more rural areas might be, um, you know, people who aren't going to hang out on Twitter or do a lot of social media work or, you know, read online blogs or that sort of thing. Maybe that term evangelical isn't that important to them. What do you think, Ron? York? Oh, oh I think we lost him. just lost him. Okay. Well, so that's the question that I tend to think of is that is that for us – for people who read a lot of news and follow theological trends and the latest in, you know, Christian philosophy and culture, that term evangelical has become heavy laden with everything York said, with politics, with moral failing, with difficulties in churches, especially high profile pastors, that sort of thing. But I wonder if the average person who, you know, lives in a rural area who goes to a little church, they might, you know, not even care. Or just, you know, what if it was your neighbor who's a non-believer and you said to your neighbor one day, you know, over a cup of coffee or over the fence, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. 
I'm would a, you say? Would you? Have no. You, no. I have, would say. Have I, you ever said I'm no. an evangelical? I, I, See, I've never said that either. So, I, to me, the the phrase or the word is neither here nor there. Well, I you're think, a Christian. Well, I agree. However, you know how have how, what it's weighted by when you read stuff online, when you read the Post or the New York Times or whatever. You when they say evangelical. Yeah, there's a veneer of political activism. There's a veneer of bigot hater, right? all that kind of or there's stuff. A, or there's a veneer of ridiculous of moral majority, or the next generation being Jerry Falwell Jr. or Donald Trump or the MAGA crowd or that sort of thing. I mean. Of course, words matter, and I think the, the the only word to identify yourself is Christian. Yeah, me too. Evangelical me too. is yeah, like yeah. it's becomes what, a political what, thing, right? And what if like we have a ton of friends who are Catholic, we have friends who are Orthodox. We felt like I, I don't see the need to differentiate myself from them. Right. Do you? No, I I think you know. You and just the, need and, some and the, the Catholic priests we know are pretty darn evangelical in their outlook, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just think words matter, and you need to keep it as simple as possible yeah. in these times. Yeah, I agree. Especially when you're talking to non-believers, and you want to talk to them about the truth of Jesus Christ in your life, right? Don't clutter it up with stupid labels. But I'm sure those, you know, in those upper echelons where our last guest, York Moore, was with us, right? I mean, he's a national evangelist. So... Of course, that term, that phrase, that word. Carries a lot of weight. It does carry a lot of carries weight. A lot of and, to, weight. and to make the choice to disassociate yourself from that, he's going to burn some bridges. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Which is a shame. Wait, oh, York he's is back. back. Hey, York, we were just talking about you, and now you're here. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we had a storm roll through here a little while ago, and I think it's done some... Oh, okay. So, York, is that true, what I just said? I mean, by disassociating yourself from the term evangelical, you know, you're going to burn some bridges. Is that true? Yeah, I think that I already have, but the question then becomes, uh, what's the cost for maintaining those bridges? I mean, uh, many people who are evangelical leaders are very, very dear friends of mine. They're very near dear friends of mine, uh, and we'll continue to have a healthy debate here. But I think continuing to claim um, an identity as an evangelical in America, it, it's just, it's a non-negotiable. You know, you, for you, what you're saying is that does it ever come up in common conversation? Well, probably not, but when our neighbors, when our Christian organizations on our campuses, when they fall under the view that they're an evangelical Christian organization or individual, it, it's always a net negative. But again, I want to go back because really there's a larger war, right? So this morning I woke up to being thrown in with the other wars, Dr. Russell War and Beth War and now right. York War, all coming out against the, you know, some version of the conservative Christian faith. I can, I still consider myself a conservative. I still consider myself a Bible-believing Christian. I believe everything that evangelicals would believe, the inerrancy of Scripture, the resurrection of the dead, the salvation by faith alone, Christ alone. These kinds of things are the hallmarks in a theological sense when it comes to evangelicalism. But evangelicalism has become synonymous also with the political movement, with the political identity. Uh, and that's just unsustainable. So the price of burning those bridges, I think, is uh, is lower than the price of maintaining the charade that evangelicalism is, is something okay. that should be associated with Christ. Okay. That. All right. 
All right, that that that's well said, York. I think you. Um, Thanks, York. Yeah, I think you explained your position clearly to us. I wish we had better weather and better connectivity between your side and our side, but we're always happy to have you. We are pro York Moore. We'll say that. Okay? <laughs> we are pro Christian York. Whatever Moore. you call yourself, York, for crying out loud, we still love you. It's good. Okay, that's our. Yeah, that's our York Moore, uh, national evangelist for University USA, author of "Do Something Beautiful: The Story of Everything and a Guide to Your Place in It." Take a break. Come back. Does this make sense? That's next. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Now, the first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. I called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel a timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-611-3113. That's 800-611-3113. 800-611-3113. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. The way I describe it for people is my dad shot himself and the bullet hit everyone in his life. It was a week before my 30th birthday, and I had this impulse to call him, but I didn't because I thought I could call him later that week. 63 Americans a day die by gun suicide. With safe gun storage, we can give our loved ones a second chance at life. Learn more at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council. 
We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies tonight. It'll be humid with a low of 72. Tomorrow will be humid with more clouds than sun. A strong afternoon thunderstorm. Those storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds. We'll see a high of 84. Thursday will be cloudy and humid with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. Watch for flash flooding Thursday. We'll see a high of 73. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? The squeeze bottle. For condiments. Your mustard. Your ketchup. Uh, that's a good question. Your relish. Your mayonnaise. Yeah. Your, what's the thing called? The, the um, mayo chup. That's the new Heinz combination of right. mayo and ketchup. Well, in its high-functioning mode, mm-hmm. the squeeze bottle makes perfect sense. In its low-functioning mode, it's just a lesson in frustration. So, yeah, it makes sense, but with a caveat. What do you say? Absolutely not. Doesn't make sense. No. John, I can't stand the squeeze bottle. Now, let me tell you. Noises. I say this. I hate the, the noises. It's so rude. It is very rude. Whoa. It is. Plus, you can never get everything out right. you that you want to get out. Off. You take the lid off. You get to knife out. You have to. It's a total How about if you forget mess. to do the, the shake and you get the watery discharge? Who wants That's the watery discharge? The watery discharge is the worst. Nobody there. wants that. Oh, I got that on my burger now. Yeah, how about what on the that? side of your fries? No. You've got the little, like, the, the like clearish river no. running. I can't stand that. No. Listen, I say that as a Heinz kid. My father is one of the people that developed the squeeze bottle. You're going against your pa? I am. I am. I feel like he he would appreciate the fact that I have my own opinion about it, and I'm just saying. (laughs) That bottle puts you through school. I know it did. Okay. Just saying. But now I'm saying no. All right. The squeeze bottle. All right. Does this make sense? Home Shopping Network. (laughs) HSN. I mean, when I stumble upon that, that is an endless parade of bad mops, cheesy jewelry, (laughs) ill-fitting, odd clothes. (laughs) But they've been around since the 80s. And I'm sure they've made billions and billions of dollars. What are you doing when you're watching the Home Shopping Network? It doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like they have been supported solely by hoarders for the last two decades. (laughs) Now, I've talked about this in the past. I've got neighbors. they got a massive TV. It's the size of this wall in this room. When I look over and I see my neighbor's TV, that's what they're watching. Really? HSN. See, I have never, ever even turned it oh, on. I've had to watch I've it. I've never even seen it. If my neighbors are watching it, I like to have, you know, something. What's, what's the appeal here? If my neighbors are watching it, I want to watch it. I'd like you to know. Are, you are nebby. Nebby. You are. I'm swell. No, I'm curious. No, you're nebby. All right, listen. The squeeze bottle does not make sense. And home shopping? Sorry. Doesn't make sense at all. 101.5 WORD. And they lived happily ever after.
Ever wonder if they did? <laughs> well, marriage is not a fairy tale. It's a great adventure. That's why Family Life Today wants to give you their Love You Better plan, 30 days to love your spouse better. You'll also be entered to win a Family Life Love Like You Mean It marriage cruise with money to cover additional expenses. Enter today and every day. Go to wordfm.com slash love. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts to into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck, or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie. Your home for everything home. Download the app today. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Well, have you heard the story about Matthew West? Oh, yeah. Contemporary Christian music star Matthew West is on the hot seat, and uh, he produced this video that uh, you know, made fun of, I would say it made fun of purity culture. And it, it wasn't a mocking tone. It was lighthearted. It uh, starred his two daughters and his wife. And now there's been this huge backlash on social media about purity culture, so much so that he had to withdraw the video from public consumption. And then he went on Twitter and made uh, a statement defending himself. Okay. All right, so let's back up. For people who haven't seen this, um, so did you mention that the song is called Modest is Hottest? Yes, I did not. Sorry. All right, so that's the name. Modest is Hottest. Modest is Hottest is the name of the song. And it's 
as John said, it really is lighthearted. It's not supposed to be some, you know, tome. G- right. It's not supposed to be this great, like, cultural touch point, right? That, you know, should be preserved in a museum somewhere. It's it, like, anyway, it was supposed to, it was supposed to be funny. Um, but because very few things are allowed to be funny in our culture right now, because people are so amped up about everything and so eager to be offended that this became a big, huge thing. Now, having said that, I'm not a fan of the song. Okay, now wait. So let me read after the yeah. brouhaha. Yeah, yeah. Matthew West came out, and on his on his Twitter feed, he wrote this. I'm blessed to be the father of two amazing daughters. I wrote a song poking fun at myself for being an overprotective dad, and my family thought it was funny. The song was created as satire, and I realized that some people did not receive it as it was intended. I've taken the feedback to heart. The last thing I want is to distract from the real reason why I make music, to spread a message of hope and love to the world. Good. All right. That's a good response. Matthew West has recorded a lot oh, of terrific gosh. music. And like I said, if anyone would have paid attention to the spirit in which it was presented, you would have thought, okay, the guy is, you know, we're laughing about this. Okay. So, but, but the subject matter for many people is very serious. Yes. So on TikTok, heaven help us. <laughs> And on Instagram, commentators are calling out Matthew West for promoting harmful purity culture, which, quote, sexualizes and objectifies women and teaches girls that they are sex objects that exist for the approval, pleasure, and entertainment of men. Since the backlash has grown to fever pitch, West has deleted the song. And um, here's some of the lyrics. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Dear daughter, it begins, it's me, your father. I think it's time we had a talk. The boys are coming round because you're beautiful, and it's all your mother's fault. And I've been trying hard to raise you upright. No drinking, no smoking, no swearing. But your old man's got a little more advice. When it comes to the clothes that you're wearing, listen. And then the chorus is, modest is hottest, he sings. The latest fashion trend is a little more Amish, a little less Kardashian. What the boys really love is a turtleneck and a sensible pair of slacks. Honey, Modest is hottest. Sincerely, your dad. It's a dad loving on his kids. Now, these kids, these 15 years old and 12 year old. Yeah. Any dad would say that to his daughter. Right. It's just, it's it's supposed to be sweet and funny. Yeah. Okay. So here's the larger problem, though. The larger problem is that a lot of purity culture or modesty culture is only directed at women. I get that. And 100%. And uh, when I say it's only directed at women, I'm also saying that nothing, very few things about purity culture are ever directed at men. No, wait, that's not true. Now, hold on. Okay. Okay, so um, Family Life Today produced this program, and I forget the name of it, uh, but it was about purity culture. The Passion and- Project. No, I'm no. not sure. My wife would know. And when so when our kids were, our boys were like 12 and 14, we went through this thing with I remember these guys. That. Yeah. And we loved it. And so much so in our circle of friends, other other families yep. who had boys, we spread this thing around. We shared it. 
And it did talk about taking responsibility. It did talk about Good. respect. Good. It, you know, it, it wasn't some shame-filled, finger-wagging thing that, you know, girls are out there you okay. know, running That's amok. That's great. That's great. And so I don't believe that. I mean, you know, a certain segment of that, of course. I mean, you know, you, of course, remember the silver ring thing. Now, say what you will. That made a deep impact on a lot of people. Yeah, it did. It did. But it was mostly directed towards girls. Now, again, I've been to these things. I've been to the, you know, the events. Both guys and girls were there at the event. Okay, that's good. Okay, but if that's the case, that's new. Well, I mean, look. So within the last decade, that's new. So we've got multiple decades prior to that where purity culture was strictly focused on women. I guess. I mean, you know. No, no, not I guess. No, wait. No, it is. It is. So So if a girl... Remember the story, what, three years ago, a uh, girl at a Christian school gets pregnant. She's a valedictorian of her class, and she's not allowed to walk at graduation because she's pregnant. Now, the boy who got her pregnant, well, he no problem. There. Right, right. Look, now, that's been the case for most of human history. I agree. In, most every, in most every culture. Okay, for- so, you know, I grew up with five sisters. Now, that conversation... My father, how many times did, you know, my sisters would come downstairs and he'd say, you can't go outside. You can't wear that. You're just not going to do that, you know. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. No, right. So he spoke his mind. Now, me, what am I, what am I showing? You know, what? It was the 70s. I'm showing like my little shorty shorts and a pair of tube socks. You were showing your your white tube socks. You were trying to be like Bjorn Borg. Right. And I've got like a, what, a muscle man t-shirt or something like that. That's all I had. I know that it weighs on the other side on women much more, right? Because guys are going to ogle. Right. Right. Or worse. Okay, so here's the thing. This because you have two sons, right? So you look you are looking sons. at it from your perspective. I have two daughters. Look at it from my perspective. Um we've talked about this over the last two decades unbelievable an unbelievable number of times in, your in house. my house, right? With your two teenage daughters. And and my husband, right? Because so he represents the guy, and he says, "Look, this is what guys are like," and you know, I, <laughs> he's speaking for all men. He is. He's speaking for all. This men. is what guys are like. And the three of us are talking about what it's like to be a girl, yeah. right? This is where I come down. I come down in the fact that girls are supposed to dress modestly, but my reasoning for it is not what purity culture says. My reason for dressing modestly is that they are image bearers of God, so they should. Wear modest clothing, mm-hmm. just like a young man should wear modest clothing because he's an image bearer of God. I agree, 100%. But purity culture teaches young girls that they need to dress modestly because it's going to make things too hard on the boys. And I'm just saying I think that there's a better story to tell young girls than that. And there's a better story to tell young boys than that. Right. Now, look, I mean, you brought this up earlier. I mean, this goes back eons. I mean – Look at women wearing hijabs. Well, and that's why they wear a hijab. Right. The reason that women wear the hijab is because the men in the culture are unable to control themselves. Right. So and so they have to. So the women they bear the burden. The women bear the entire burden and have to change their entire life and their entire presentation and their entire culture every moment of the day because the men can't control themselves. Right. Okay. Now, let's go back to Matthew West, though, because, you know, the idea of. That's not what Matthew West was getting he's at. He's not. No. no. But Matthew West, in many ways, is reacting to the current culture we live in, which, which is, is crazy town. Of course it is. I mean, you know, people are on dating apps and, you know, and I mean, 
sexualization is off the charts in society, right? I mean, it's being sold to two-year-olds. Yep. They're selling, you know, diapers with whatever. That's, I mean, that's an exaggeration, of course. But, you know, you know, you get my point. Yes, of course. So at some point, any father who loves his daughters and wants to protect them is going to speak yes. to them. Yeah. And it's not like my husband has. I mean, my husband, as I said, is representing all, all men. men. In, the, in our in our conversations around the dinner table, um, and he has certainly said, "Look, this is what this is what men think about." Right. Okay. This when is, they see you, exactly. When they see you, this is what they think about. Right. right. So it's not like that doesn't matter. But at the same time, my husband said something. We were talking about the Matthew West story just the other night, and he said, "You know what bothers me?" Is he said, "I resent." women assuming in the purity culture mindset that all I am is a guy who's just dying to like take advantage of some girl that you're because you're a guy you're a dog exactly he's like I feel like purity culture assumes that I can't control myself that all I think about is like having some illicit affair with whatever woman I see walking down the because street because you know that's what amplifies across the culture right so so, so I so what I'm saying strokes. is our in our best efforts to do the right thing and act the quote unquote right way. I think purity culture has corrupted both how women see men and how men see women. Could be. Having said both of those things, there is a need for an adjustment here, right? But well, the Matthew West thing, the guy, the, the guy just completely stepped in it is what he did without having any he was loving I, his daughters. without having any idea of what the cultural conversation about this is right now and the and I just feel badly for him. Well, I, think I really do. Because he's got, you know, very he's got one teenager and one 12-year-old. So this is new to him. Right. And he's like, "Oh, okay, here it comes. I better, you know, batten down the hatches here and ha and of course, He's a very talented guy. He's an entertainer. He's right. a lyricist, a singer, a songwriter. So he's speaking from what he knows. And he's just trying to have fun at it. Unfortunately, he poked the bear, and the bear is coming up he now sure and is going to eat him alive. But as Matthew West said in his comment, he learned something from it. And I think yeah. that, and I think that's important. He learned something from it because I do think that there are things to learn about how we talk about how women dress. Well, it'll be curious to see because I'm sure, you know, at some point soon and very soon, Matthew West will come to town. I mean, he'll be, you know, a part of a tour. This may be After one of the this, center points. After this, he might go live in a cave. Well, I would think that would be one of the center points of the done. conversation, which is, you know, okay, it's it's a worthy thing to raise. That's all. It's just really hard in this culture to have an opinion about anything. Look, it really is. I mean, you're doing a great you job. Just get... I see your girls. Your girls are beautiful. Right. And they represent very, very well, well because you provided a good model. Well, because we've had these conversations over and over and over again. And it's not like we've all come down on the same side of these issues. I'm sure we've consistently tension. looked at things differently. But it's just one of those things that has to be a consistent part of your family language. Right. It just has to be because this is the this is the world that we're all that they're growing up into. And it's the world that, you know, we're trying to steward. Here's me growing up. I had five sisters and a mother, and then I went to elementary school, and I was taught by nuns who were wearing gigantic black dresses, and all you could see is their little face. If you saw a nun's ankle, it was scandalous. So you think I'm a little twisted inside? Just saying. All right, we're stepping away. When we come back, your shopping cart apparently 
It's manners tell a lot about you. Your shopping cart. Yeah, your shopping cart's manners. All right. I didn't know shopping carts had manners, but apparently they do. We'll talk about it next. As you know, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our busy schedules. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Now, the first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for our listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. Procrastinators, this commercial is for you. And don't worry, it will air tomorrow as well in case that's better for you. We all procrastinate at some things, right? For me, it's letting my crazy grass grow. But when it comes to procrastinating, there's always a light bulb moment where we finally realize I've waited too long. Like when the squirrels in my yard disappear other than their tails. It's Ryan. And last year, mortgage rates dropped to historic lows. Then they went up a bit. But as of late, they've dropped back down, which means that many homeowners could still refinance today and save significant monthly and lifelong money. At United Faith Mortgage, we're not really fans of saying, act now. You don't need another company yelling at you. But if you're the procrastinator who feels like they've waited too long, you should know that it may not be too late. Know that we'll do most of the work and that it'd be our honor to help at United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Does your school help your child imagine, believe, and achieve? Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon does just that. And they've partnered with this station to offer half off a year's tuition for first-time enrollees. Here, your K-6 through grade student will discover their true potential with the help and love of certified teachers who bring their faith and passion for learning into the classroom using Jubilee's award-winning integrated curriculum. Get half off a year's tuition while it lasts at wordfm.com slash tuitions. It's Mattress Firm's 4th of July sale. For a limited time, save up to $500 on a king bed for a queen price on top-rated mattress brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your $999 purchase. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Okay, your shopping cart. Right. Okay, so just we were talking about purity culture. Yeah, this is shopping and, cart. And, you know, there is a, a Christian perspective to modesty and then a world perspective of modesty. There's also a, a perspective uh, from a, a secular of being a good person. So right. uh, I, Do I saw, the right thing. Right, do the right thing. So I'm looking in our article at Get Pocket. Are you a good person, they ask? There's an easy way to tell, according to those on the Internet, and it's based upon what you do... <laughs> With your shopping cart when you are done shopping, Mm -hmm. right? If you put it in the designated shopping cart collection area in the parking lot, you're good. 
if you leave it to drift or you put it on the edge of the, you know, parking lot or wherever, then you're bad. Now, this goes back to how you treat a waiter. Yes. Right? If you treat a waiter well, yes. then you have the propensity of kindness yes. and empathy and I think humility. that makes sense to me. I do. I 100% believe me. I've been a waiter. Yeah. I, I get that. The shopping cart thing, I agree as well. Listen. I mean. Is it too much for me to say, who are the people that are leaving a shopping cart just like out in a parking lot? People. Who are know. those people? People you may know and love, Kath. I th- People are you, you doing that? No. Christy, are you doing that? No. You know why? Because it's normal human adult behavior to put Pe- your card away. No. People might be in a hurry or they might oh, be. Oh, people are listen, in a wait, hurry. They might have a baby, right? I they, had babies. They might have a dog. Uh, you know, I, I, I was in a. I, I babies. I, brought, I took a dog to the grocery store the other day. I didn't mean to do this. Um, and it was in the, you know, there he was in the in the uh, car. I had to run in. I was like, oh, no, I got to run in. I need to get one thing. I promise I'll be back in less than 90 seconds. And the whole time I'm in there, I'm thinking people are like, you know, I had the windows down appropriately. You're like, this man hates thought, his dog. Exactly. I thought I was going to come out with a broken gonna window. It's going to be worse an, than Matthew West. Exactly. An angry mob. People, <laughs> how dare you do that? So I could see myself accidentally leaving a shopping cart behind because I was panicked by trying to do the right thing. There's a lot of rules and structures in society now. Just do the right thing, John. Just push it over in the thing. I guess. What if you have a bad leg? Oh. What if you're handicapped? (laughs) What if you're having a bad day and you're sad? The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.